When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. Mail checks, invoices, documents, and everything you need to keep your business running. Get rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS. And with the mobile app, you can take care of mailing on the go. Make the same no-brainer decisions as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up at Stamps.com with code PROGRAM for a special offer. That's Stamps.com, code PROGRAM. Star Wars 7x7 episode 1230. Today, finishing business. This is the recap analysis of the first half of Rebels Season 4. Punch it, Chewie. Hi, I'm Brian J. Jones, author of George Lucas The Life, and you're listening to Star Wars 7x7, the only daily Star Wars podcast. Hey, Rebel Rouser. Welcome to Star Wars 7x7. I'm your host, Alan Voivod. And here we are at the end of the first half of Season 4 of Star Wars Rebels. And I'm immediately drawn back to Star Wars Celebration Orlando and the Rebels panel there where Dave Filoni talked about how he did not get to finish what he started in his estimation when it came to the Clone Wars TV series. And that even though this is definitely not going on as long as the Clone Wars, right? They had five full seasons and then they had that sixth half season that went on Netflix, right? But even so... They're only doing four seasons of Rebels, and yet Dave is able to say, I'm getting to finish what I started, and that is rather remarkable, number one. And number two, it's clear by these first nine episodes that that is exactly what he is setting out to do. As far as locations go and just general big theme ideas, that's encompassed three areas so far in the first half of the season. And that's number one, the deal with Mandalore, right? And then number two... Saw Gerrera, and number three, Lothal. Now, Mandalore is done. Like, we're not going back to Mandalore. Everything has been handled as far as it's going to be handled there. If there is more to be said about Heroes of Mandalore and all the events that are going to happen afterward, it's probably not going to involve Sabine because Sabine has decided very clearly the family is the rebel family, not the Mandalorian family. She's turned over the Darksaber, and so that is done, and that is its own situation entirely whether they ever pursue that in future media eh, i kind of doubt it it would be pretty interesting stuff i think but i don't think they are going to be going back to mandalore anytime soon certainly not in the second half of season four and probably quite honestly not in other media anytime soon the second thing that they took care of was saw Gerrera, and you know what I'm not entirely certain that they had to do that. They showed the exchange between Mon Mothma and Sagarera where you see that the break has kind of already happened, that the extremism that Sagarera is practicing is completely antithetical to what the wider rebellion is doing. And I guess you kind of needed to see for yourself what that looked like. And you get a little bit of it in In the Name of the Rebellion. That's the second two episodes that came out for season four. But really, they already kind of covered how extreme Saw Gerrera can be and made it clear why he's no longer part of the broader rebellion with the novel Rebel Rising by Beth Revis. And that's the novel that tracks Jin Erso's life from the time that Saw picked her up on Lamu all the way through her getting thrown in prison on Wobani. 
saw to some pretty horrible things in that novel and the whole business about how he doesn't care about civilian casualties or anything like that. Well, the evidence is in Rebel Rising there. So I don't know that they necessarily had to do anything with Saw in this episode, but I guess it sort of reinforced for Ezra and Sabine in particular the notion that they need to stick with the broader rebellion as well. And I think Ezra probably needed that focus more than Sabine, although Sabine sure seemed like she was kind of along for the ride until she wasn't. Anyway, the third thing then is Lothal, and the way things are shaking out, it looks like, first of all, the episodes in total are going to number 16, 16 in total, and we've got nine so far. So we're going to have seven more episodes left of Star Wars Rebels, and at the rate they're going, it seems like the seven episodes are all going to be about Lothal. And so then the question becomes, if Dave Filoni is looking for a definitive ending for Star Wars Rebels, then what does that mean for the characters? Lothal seems to be the only quote-unquote loose end that needs to be wrapped up from a storyline perspective. So now it's a character perspective that we look at. What needs to happen with these characters at the end of Star Wars Rebels? And if we're going to talk about definitive endings, quote-unquote, then we might as well talk about death because aside from Force Ghosts and all, nothing is more definitive than death. And so we've lost Inquisitors. We've lost a couple of Imperial commandante type people. That was at the very beginning. We lost Darth Maul. That was the biggest death that we've had in Rebels to date. So now the question becomes, who are they willing to kill for the last part of season four. I think the general consensus among fans is that Kanan is probably the most likely to die out of the six rebels. And that would be a shame on more levels than one, you know, considering that we just got the kiss that we'd all been waiting for and that had been sort of hinted at all the way back in 2014 with A New Dawn, the novel by John Jackson Miller that came out just before the Rebels TV series debuted. But with the wolves talking to Caleb Doom and saying, Doom, and him saying, what will you have me do? And him telling Martin Matten, like, there's still something I can do. And all of the dramatic music happening over that. This doesn't seem to bode well for Kanan by any stretch of the imagination. Beyond that, we know that Hera and Chopper will live all the way through past Return of the Jedi, right? Because of the Forces of Destiny episode we talked about not too long ago. So that just leaves Sabine and Ezra and Zeb. And I don't see either of those three dying by the end of this. And the recap video that Star Wars put out with um, this basic summary of seasons one through three, and they put that out prior to season four debuting, it was... A situation where they showed a lot about Ezra and one of the early quotes in there was him talking about wanting to become the Jedi that Kanan saw in him. But that being said, your mind goes back to the line from Return of the Jedi when Yoda says, when gone am I, the last of the Jedi you will be, to Luke, right? And so that would seem to indicate, on the one hand, that Kanan and Ezra must both be dead by that time. But the other way of looking at that is the fact that when they talk about Ahsoka Tano and where she's at, or at least where she was at in the first and second seasons of Rebels, she was not a Jedi. She was just a lightsaber-wielding, force-using, cool person, and that was about it. So if Ezra is not a Jedi, he can still be active and doing things around the galaxy, even though Yoda is saying, you know, when I'm dead, you're the only Jedi, Luke. So maybe what ends up happening is that a Kanan death ends up being the thing that, you know, once 
the storyline is resolved it's the thing that ultimately breaks up the ghost crew where Hera and Chopper are still committed to the rebellion and are working with them and Sabine maybe goes back to Mandalore and Ezra and Zeb go off into the wild blue yonder or maybe Zeb goes along with Hera and Chopper because he doesn't have any family left other than Hera and Chopper right because the Lasat are pretty much all wiped out so Sabine can go to Mandalore and Ezra is Lethal born and bred but knowing that he is capable of more he may decide to go out on his own i don't know i see zeb probably sticking with hera and chopper more than likely but i don't think there's any sort of rogue one scenario where everybody dies i mean i don't think that's in filoni's mind to begin with but i also think that they couldn't pull that off on disney xd you can do it in the movie theater with characters that you know you just got to know in that movie but i don't think you can do that with characters that you've known for four seasons and certainly not on a cartoon <laughs> that's targeted primarily at kids 2 through 11. So anyway, um, I'm going to take a quick break and we'll finish up with thoughts on a few more of the characters in Star Wars Rebels and what their fates might be. Stay tuned. This episode is brought to you by Nissan and their Master the Drive sweepstakes going on now through November 27th. You can enter for the chance to win your own personalized ride inspired by Star Wars The Last Jedi. Plus, you and three friends could get tickets to the opening night screening of The Last Jedi at the world-famous El Capitan Theater in Los Angeles and, and a limited edition Executioner Trooper collectible helmet. All you have to do to enter is go to NissanUSA.com slash Star Wars to customize a Star Wars inspired Nissan vehicle. Again, that's NissanUSA.com slash Star Wars to enter. And last but not least, here are the legal details. Deep breath. Here we go. No purchase necessary. Contest ends November 27, 2017. You must be 18 years or older to enter. It's for residents of the 50 U.S. states and Washington, D.C. only. Entries, rules, and odds are at NissanUSA.com slash Star Wars and it's void where prohibited. Welcome back. All right, so the other unfinished business things that Filoni has yet to address include, you know, the big one, Ahsoka Tano, right? So he has been expertly trolling, and I mean it in a nice way, people on the internet with drawings that he's put out there. For example, on his birthday, he put out a drawing of Ahsoka with a Lothwolf and a Convor, and he put little boxes with arrows pointing to them, and the box for the wolf had an arrow pointing to it, and the box said wolf. And then for the Convor, it said owl. And then for Ahsoka, it said not the wolf, which he says perhaps it provides a bit of clarification. Well, it doesn't. All he and he does say is that she is not a loath wolf and does that mean that she has been reincarnated as a convor well probably not if she's there next to a convor but eh, it's hard to say for sure it's been a huge matter of discussion the <laughs> question of whether she survived the end of season two of star wars rebels and i think that's something that he is willing to drive people crazy over this and so i think we are going to get something with ahsoka but i don't think we're going to get a wholly and completely satisfactory answer i mean i don't think we're going to get something that is so definitive that we all say okay that's what ahsoka is i think we're going to get something that's going to make us say okay well we know something about ahsoka but what does this mean and as for bad guys well They've shown a propensity in Star Wars Rebels for killing off bad guys, certainly the Grand Inquisitor dying at the end of Season 1, 
and the other Inquisitors, the seventh sister and the eighth brother and the fifth brother dying in season two and Darth Maul getting killed in season three. Obviously, they couldn't kill Vader, right? Because, you know, continuity and whatnot in canon. <laughs> but we have Grand Admiral Thrawn as the major baddie for season four. He's continuing on from his major baddiness in season three. And I feel like they have invested too much in Thrawn to decide to kill him at the end of season four. And of course, that goes beyond Rebels itself, right? There was the Thrawn novel that came out earlier this year, and there's going to be a Thrawn Alliances novel that comes out next year. So yeah, I think they're investing too much in Thrawn for them to decide that he's going to die by the end of Rebels Season 4. But there is one other element that I think is worth considering for the last half of Star Wars Rebels, and that is the return of Darth Vader. Now, can you imagine how cool it would be to have Vader and Thrawn together on screen and figuring out how they're going to stomp out the rebellion on the fall once and for all? And they don't have the Death Star at their disposal, right? Not yet, at least. But the idea of them just unleashing an orbital bombardment and utterly destroying the surface of the fall as best they can with all of those ships that they have in tow. I mean, the end game for Lethal is not a good one. On the one hand, I don't see a planet throwing off the yoke of the empire, right? Especially not when they've committed that many resources to it, number one. And number two, because they don't have the Death Star, the only way to fry Lethal is with orbital bombardment, like that sort of thing. And number three, to get the rebels in the main cast to say, okay, we're done with Lethal, we're not doing anything with them anymore. I mean, it really kind of has to be an all or nothing situation, meaning Lethal is free or Lethal cannot be saved. And that, so far at least, is what I'm thinking about this first half of the last season of Rebels and what might be coming in the back half. And I'd love to hear your thoughts on what we might see in the last half of season four of Rebels 2. So please do share your thoughts at the comments at the blog post for this show's episode at SW7X7.com. Thank you so much for listening, as always, and may the Force be with you wherever in the world you may be. Thanks for listening to another episode of Star Wars 7x7. And hey, before you challenge a blockade, check out SW7x7.com for show notes, links, photos, videos, and more. And if you want to join the inner circle of fans of the podcast, become a patron of the show at patreon.com SW7x7. It's not astromech cannon fodder, it's Destiny Unleashed. This podcast is not endorsed or sponsored yet by Lucasfilm Limited, Disney, or 20th Century Fox. It is intended for entertainment and information purposes only. Star Wars, the Star Wars logo, all names and pictures of Star Wars characters, vehicles, and any other Star Wars related items are registered trademarks and or copyrights of Lucasfilm Limited or their respective trademark and copyright holders. May the force be with them. All original content is copyright 2017, Star Wars 7x7. We hope you love it.